so we had a whole episode planned out, ready for this week,、mm. and then、mm. Nintendo dropped on us with like twenty-four hour notice that there was going to be a direct. So we had to scrap that episode, reschedule our recording. Shahid couldn't make it. It's been a whole deal. But、yeah. when Nintendo announces a Nintendo Direct, come on, there's no way we can we can record an episode on the same day without the Direct in it. So here we are, and we're going to talk about basically everything. I think、um, if we leave something out, it's because we're not really that interested in it. I guess.、Uh, but this is the majority of stuff that occurred during the Nintendo Direct, and we're going to talk about it all. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, what do you think of the whole strategy for basically like a twenty-four hour notice? It's so much better to deal with the yeah. hype. The hype, yeah. The hype for a Nintendo Directs are constant, right? There is always like hype. Always, it's way better when that hype is founded on there being nothing, right? The, the hype is way worse when there is an impending Nintendo Direct. Oh yeah, I mean, you go to the Nintendo Switch subreddit often, and you、yeah. know all the crazy theories and all. Yeah, the I crazy- check it like every day, and it's like it's it's constant. So I think it's best that they just give it like just twenty four hour notice and get it done. I think it is a better strategy for Nintendo to to try and deal with because the hype, right? The hype intensifies、uh, when there is the announcement, whether the announcement is. Forty-eight hours, twenty-four hours, or a week. Right, I think it works way better to, for them to just be like, "It's coming tomorrow." Like, I, I、mm, think that is good,、mm. and it also adds、um, for me. It gives me twenty-four hours of excitement. Yeah, right. Do you think these directs are are perhaps less playful playful than in the past? Yes, but I think that's purposeful.、Mm. Um, I think I think that they are trying to. A, establish a post Iwata style, yeah, and yeah, I think so. That they're probably not trying to force it, so just bring it back to its basics.、Um, and they, I think they do a good job, right? Like I like the format, the 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 way that it goes from like the cards that go left to right. I think they're kind、yes. of cool because you get that like second of like oh what is it you know and it's kind of <laughs> I don't know there's something nice about it right the way that the way that it kind of just flicks across、um, I, I like that a lot I mean I, I do like the old style of the headlines where it would have like the cryptic clues for the headlines were, was also very good but I, I like that kind of like what's it gonna be ah、uh, you know、mm-hmm. that kind of thing so. I think that that they're fun,、um, and and I think that the style is good. I mean, I expect honestly, like, n- n- this isn't a big direct in the no, sense of、yeah. like the E three direct,、mm-hmm. right? So I'm kind of waiting for what they do at E three, and if they do that style that they've done in the past of A lot of like fun and weirdness added to it. You know what I mean? Like、yeah. how they've they've done that in the past, where they like they add a bunch of I don't know character stuff, like fiction into the、a、whole. Of, like a bunch of skits.、Basically. Yeah, skits is a good、yeah. way of putting it. And I expect that we will probably still see that happening,、um, if and. If there is an E3 one, which I'm, yeah, I think, think is pretty,、so. pretty, it's pretty set. I think we're pretty confident that that's going to happen. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the format is working well. I, I asked you about the playfulness because I think I see the same, like, in the in the post-Iwata era, they seem to be sort of assuming this more uh, neutral tone uh, during mm-hmm. the, 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 the traditional directs. But, I mean, I also imagine that for the big ones, like E3, or if there's any other major announcement, like a Switch 2 or something, that they're going to make, like, a big reveal with the fancy direct, this is the standard one, like, during the year Nintendo Direct. So... Uh, I think it, I think it works well, and I also like the headline approach. Um, I think it's it's fun. Um, yeah. But what is interesting from this week's direct is that basically they gave us like ten minutes about Mario Tennis, which a lot of folks on Twitter did not appreciate. Well, uh, so I was expecting it because that was what they announced in advance, right? Like Mario yeah. Tennis was the focus for the direct. There is always one game. Or has been recently one game that we already has been announced that going into a direct they're like we're gonna have a focus on this game, so mm. I was expecting it. I think proportionally, I thought there was gonna be more Mario Tennis than there ended up being, and I've gone from mildly excited to pretty excited about Mario Tennis. I think it looks really fun. I think it looks great. I think it looks fun and it seems dense. Like there's a lot of things you can like lots of special moves and the entire mechanic of um different types of power ups if you will for attack and for defense. Yeah. Um I think there's a and they didn't even show the the story mode or the role playing mechanics if if any. So they they only show the the actual gameplay on the tennis court. Um and even just from that, I mean it looks like it's a more complex game than than something like Mario Kart, for example. Um, it, I think, it looks amazing. Uh, like all the what's the, the terminology? The special shots and the zone shots and the yeah, and like the slow motion and thing. yeah, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of different things that they're doing, um, which looks really good. It looks like that they're focusing on the different ways to play. I was very surprised. Not actually, actually not very surprised. Very pleased to see motion controls. Because, I mean, one of the best things about Wii Sports was the tennis game. And I'm happy that they're going to have motion control in um, Mario Tennis Aces because I think that that will continue to be a lot of fun to play in a party environment. Yeah, I mean, you. Could, I was getting Wii Sports vibes last night when mm-hmm. they mentioned the the motion controls because I think the you know Wii, Wii Sports people tend to associate the tennis game with it or either tennis or bowling. I think. I think tennis um, worked the best. Yeah, like, I think I mean, it, it was the best so to obvious. play. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun, and it was the one that like I don't know, it <laughs> it was the one that gave me like a pain in my shoulder the next day, you know, because <laughs> yes, yes. nobody knew. That you or, didn't actually need to really like act out the moves, you know. You can kind of just like chill, like you can be a bit more chill, like you can keep it all in the wrist. You don't have to like go full yeah, hard at it. But I, I did. Uh, we found out it's coming out June twenty second, so uh, it's a good summer game. It's kind of the big. That's, I mean, this feels like the big, the next big game, right? Like Mario Tennis feels like the next big release. Like there's some stuff coming before then that we're going to talk about, but like. I don't know. This feels like that because it's the it's an original game, you know. Like it isn't a port of any kind. Mm-hmm. It isn't a remaster of any kind. 
um, and it is an advancement of a franchise, the Mario sports games, which have been pretty successful in the past. So this feels yeah. like kind of the big summer game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to knowing more about the, the story mode because I feel like it's almost necessary. Um, if if this is the next big game by Nintendo, they need to appeal both to single players and to multiplayer people. Um, it cannot just be a multiplayer game because I feel like Nintendo is realizing that while one of the major propositions of the Switch is the local multiplayer, there's still lots of users who buy a Switch and play for themselves. And so if this is the next big release, it, they need to cater to both types of users. Those are going to use it with friends and with multiplayer, and those are just going to play by themselves. Therefore, the story mode and the, and the single player mode and the, and the RPG element, I suppose. Um, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, it looks like um, that the story that is going to be like a couple of different single player modes, right? I expect that there will be a pretty traditional tournament mode, right, where you just play the games of tennis. But then what they're referring to as story mode seems to have like additional challenges to it. Like there's one that I've seen images of a couple of times where you're playing tennis against what well, it looks like you're playing against Donkey Kong and there are piranhas in the middle that can eat yeah, the ball. Yeah. Um, so I, I would expect that like the story mode will feature matches plus these almost like mini games. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I mean, I don't expect a dense story <laughs> per se. You know? No, I mean, no. Have you ever played uh, the Mario Golf uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of all of these games. I mean, but the the fun thing about um, the conceit of most of the Mario sports titles is like they're all friends, really, and they're playing sports against each other. Like, there's this weird like Bowser isn't capturing the princess during the tennis game. You know, <laughs> yeah. he just wants to win it's the a championship. It's like uh, when all the world leaders go to a big meeting. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're all friends. <laughs> they all kind of just get along when they're in the UN, but like when I mean, they go back sure, home, it's just uh, play, a, play a tennis game, I suppose. <laughs> so there you go. Mario's Tennis, the, the United Nations of the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> um, I think it, the big surprise to me um, was just how much stuff is still coming out for the 3DS. I'm very mm. surprised about this. Like, there's a couple of games in here which I'm like, okay, I can understand that, right? Like, WarioWare Gold. Um, I can understand that game. You know, that it seems like it is a repackaging of some old WarioWare uh, mini games yes. with a bunch of new ones thrown in as well. Seems it's coming like out it. in August. Yeah. Like, that seems like a game that, you know, if you've still got a couple of things that you want to put out this year, this is a nice title to throw in. Um, because WarioWare really kind of shined on the DS line, I think. Um, once you added mm. in the microphone and the, the touchscreen and all that kind of it, stuff, you, it really opened it up a lot. Um, yeah, it's always been one of the most uh, innovative game games by Nintendo. Even on the GBA, I spent way too much time with the original game. Um, and I remember like spending hours playing the the paper plane mini game. Uh, this was before iPhone games and all that. Uh, but also on the GBA, they did stuff. I think Twisted came out on the GBA with a special cartridge that had like an accelerometer built in, hmm. or they did like a rumble pack, and then they moved on to the DS with the microphone and the stylus. It's always been like taking advantage of the hardware as much as possible. 
WarioWare really feels like a perfect fit for an iPhone game. Well, uh, yeah, I think it's actually one of the things we've been uh, discussing on the show for years now, like make WarioWare on iOS with all these sensors and all these input methods that you get. I mean, if you look at stuff like uh, Black Box, the iPhone game, and all, I mean, that's basically WarioWare, but not by Nintendo. Like all the different ways that you can use a device for a game-like purpose. That's exactly the idea. Um, so that's coming out in August. Uh, Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers. I have no idea <laughs> what this is. <laughs> I needed to look this up on uh, on Wikipedia. It's apparently like a, it's a series that uh, came out the the first title I think in 2011 or something. It's <laughs> called the series is called Dylan's Rolling Western, and it's got some tower defense elements. <laughs> Um, it sure. Was, it was quite uh, funny I mean, <laughs> during this. Me and Federico were just sending text messages back and forth, like, "Who is Dylan? <laughs> who is he?" <laughs> Nobody knew who uh, he was. My first thought was that this was some kind of licensed game, like Dylan is like like a brand, like an ice cream brand or something, <laughs> and they're <laughs> licensing <laughs> the brand to Nintendo. I don't know. And then we have uh, Detective Pikachu which mm. is coming out um, in a couple of weeks, March 23rd. This is one of the weirdest... Like, just I, For some reason, like I knew Detective Pikachu was happening. I knew there was a movie. I knew <laughs> well, about this game. For a long time, I, I pretended it did not exist. Like, but nah, it was just like... Detective uh, Pikachu. In, in my mind, it's like, I don't know, like it's, it's like a Pokemon Snap or Pokemon Tournament, right? Like, it's using the characters in other ways. And I seem to have like put out of my brain that I knew that Pikachu was going to be talking in this, <laughs> and I've kind of avoided the videos of him talking. For some reason, he, they've given him like a gruff smoker's voice. <laughs> he talks like this, and like there, there is a great moment in the video where he's like, "Quick attack!" and he's just like, "I don't know what's happened to this Pikachu. Why he's so out of shape?" Because like, smoke too much. <laughs> it doesn't look like anything's different between him and any other Pikachu. But I'm interested to see what people say about this game. I, I don't even really know what it is. Like, I don't know what the gameplay is. Um, I assume Evan. it's some kind of RPG game. It is coming with a huge amiibo for a reason, again, that I'm not 100% sure about. I'm looking at the amiibo page on Amazon right now, and it's just huge compared to the standard Pikachu. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's a thing if you if you want to get that. It, there is a... I found a great image uh, of scale to show... Uh, it's on Eurogamer. Um, I'll, I'll put a link in the, in the show notes. But the image just... It gives you an idea of how big it is by showing the amiibo on the screen of the 3DS. I put it in our document. Do you see it? It takes up the entire bottom screen. I just sent you the photo on iMessage. It's what is going on. It's incredible. (laughs) It's bigger than the console. (laughs) What is this game? Seriously, there's a... Because I keep seeing people talking about it and... Like, so this... as, okay, so Eurogamer says it is a Sherlock Holmes type. Uh, oh, that's the amiibo, yeah, because he's wearing a little Sherlock Holmes hat because he's a detective. Obviously, I mean, who knows? I, I'm going to kind of just wait and see. Let's see what it's like. It might be a fun game, but that's coming out in March, and then we get into the weirder stuff. Uh, one of them is something that you wanted, but mm. not in this way, which is a well... remake of Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, 
So uh, they're remaking Luigi's Mansion, the original one, the GameCube title from 2002 or three, and it's not coming out on the Switch, which is what I would have loved to see, like an actual HD remaster. But they're making a 3DS remake. Um, and it's using, I suppose, the same engine as uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, which also came out on the 3DS a few years ago. And it's the same, really the same game, the same story, the same mechanics, it seems, as the original GameCube title, but with worse graphics. So the original Luigi's Mansion, I think, it, it looked fantastic because it had this peculiar mix of 3D and 2D graphics. Um it looked really, uh, it looked unique on the on the GameCube, and this one it looks like just like another 3DS title, which is in, even in, it's inconsistent with Nintendo's uh, strategy this time. Because, for example, something like Captain Toad, which uh, they are porting from the Wii U to the Switch, is also getting the 3DS version with the worst graphics. But at least you're also getting a Switch version. This one, it's just on the 3DS for reasons that, to me, they don't make any sense, other than, well, we have the engine from Dark Moon, I suppose we could just reuse the same assets and the same, the same not the same code, but the same engine for this older game. Which, but, like, I mean, you know, that's, it's not as... We know, I mean, we know it's not as simple as that, though, right? Like, there is a lot no. of effort that still would go in that it does feel like... I don't know, it feels like it's more effort than should be expended on the 3DS right now, but... I'm sure that they're still shifting systems and they still have a large user base. I genuinely feel that like maybe they don't have a real sense right now for what they're going to do about this system. I feel like that they're... I think everybody outside of Nintendo was expecting that the 3DS would be dead by now, but Nintendo seems to disagree in so much as they have a title, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story, which is slated for a 2019 release. So 2019. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, you know next year. <laughs> so, so hmm. uh, well, I, you know, I guess they don't want to give up. They're not giving up on it. I they they still you, have stuff coming out. I think if you look at the uh, Nintendo's history, um, the the GBA. Uh, it stayed around for a long time, even when it was obvious that the future was the Nintendo DS. Um, I suppose we we uh, many of us forgot about this, but I remember that transition was weird. Like there was still stuff coming out on the Game Boy, and everybody was talking about the DS. So I suppose it's exactly like you said, Mike, that they have a large user base. And they, they're they making an assumption that these folks are not going to upgrade to a Switch soon. So why not give them more games to play and more games to buy? And then eventually yeah. they will make the jump from the 3DS to the Switch. Uh, that's the only reason I can think of. I, uh, my, my thinking on this is that potentially Nintendo are waiting until they can bring the price down enough. Exactly, yeah. Or they can release a second version which is smaller i don't know you know like i don't know what it means but like i think i think what this is signaling is that they don't believe that this is a purely handheld console right now and that it is the only handheld that they want to make right like i think nintendo are still in the belief which i understand which i don't disagree with right that this that the switch is a home home console you can take on the go as opposed to a handheld console you can plug in at home. 
and I think that the continued life of the 3DS would hint, would suggest that approach. Yeah. So I think it's fair to assume that the the, the final shots of the 3DS will, will be these types of games. So uh, compilations of older games packaged up in a single title. Um, remasters, uh, either uh, DS, GBA, GameCube, it seems. Uh, older games. Some types of spin-offs that we're getting on the 3DS and uh i mean w- there there will be you know the the licensed games like from cartoons or you know tv shows those types of titles they they take they those licensed games they they take years to to move on to the next platform and abandon the old one because they're you know they know that kids and and you know uh, families are still holding on to those consoles so mm, i mean it's a uh, these games, I mean, Mario Luigi, uh, WarioWare, and Luigi's Mansion, uh, it's a pretty sweet end for the 3DS if these are the final ones. So, pretty honorable dismissal of the 3DS. And Detective Pikachu. And Dylan. So, and can't forget Dylan. No one forgets Dylan. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. This episode is brought to you by Mac Walden. They make the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you're ever going to put on your body. Mac Walden make the greatest stuff. They make the best stuff. They make better stuff than whatever you're wearing right now. They're so confident of this that they have a no-questions-asked return policy. Mac Walden are so sure that you're going to be super comfortable in whatever you buy that if for any reason you don't like your first pair, just keep it and they'll refund you with no questions asked. Mac Walden are confident that they're going to make the stuff that you're going to want to keep on your body because they have premium fabrics, which they pair with meticulous attention to detail and couple it all together with a simple shopping experience to make sure that you can get these wonderful clothes in your home very, very easily. Mack Weldon delivers a new level of daily comfort straight to your door. I'm a big fan of Mack Weldon. Um, I actually have been, over time, replacing all of my underwear with Mack Weldon underwear because I genuinely, honestly find it to be the most comfortable stuff that I've ever gotten my hands on. I, I like it. I like it a lot. And I really recommend trying it out, especially when you have the the their little no questions asked return policy. You know, go and try it. Go buy something. If you don't like it, well, they'll refund you because that's how cool Mac Weldon are. Not only do Mac Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they'll perform well in everyday life. They're good for working out or going to work or traveling or just hanging out at a coffee shop. Whatever it is you want to do in your life, Mac Weldon has the stuff that you're going to want and need. Listeners of this show can get 20% off at MacWeldon.com. That is M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. You get that 20% off when you use the code REMASTER at checkout. That is 20% off at MacWeldon.com with the code REMASTER at checkout. Our support... Thank you so much, I should say, to uh, Mac Weldon for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so should we move into the Switch? Yes. So first off is Kirby Star Allies, which is coming mm-hmm. out next week. Um, they showed a little bit more of this game. Um, I downloaded the demo, and I don't get Kirby games. They just, it's, I don't know what it is. Uh, just the yeah. style of game, the type of gameplay. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't appeal to me. It never has. I'm, this is probably like the third Kirby game that I've tried in the last few years or whatever, um, and I don't know what it is, but they just don't get me. Yeah, I I bought the game on the 3DS uh, last year or a couple of years ago, 
And I played a bunch, like three to four hours, and uh, it's not for me either. Um, it's it's there's something about Kirby that doesn't grab me or resonate with me. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I'm just like you. I I'm more of a Mario person. I actually found the the new gameplay really confusing. Um, the the idea of like taking people and taking their abilities and being able to use their ability it was like a little bit overwhelming there was a lot going on even in just the demo levels i was playing and Mm -hmm. it was a little bit repetitive like this just isn't a game for me and like if you love kirby that's awesome and i bet this is going to be a great kirby game because it looked beautiful um but it just that whatever whatever you would call the style of game that kirby is for some reason it just doesn't appeal to me um, I think it might be just like a little too chill, right? Like, yeah, there's no, there's no tension. Really. Yeah, it's it's it, these are have always been easy games, um, but uh, I feel like there's a way to make easy games still that uh, they capture you somehow, and Kirby doesn't. So, um, can you know. tell me why everyone's freaking out about Okami HD? Oh, okay. Okay, so Okami. Um, first of all, it, it looks beautiful. Um, I have a vague about, memory of this game. Mm-hmm, uh, the thing about Okami is that when, when Capcom made this game on the PlayStation Two uh, about a decade ago, at this point. It was a really bold move because um, these types of games, um, they were sort of legitimized maybe by Wind Waker, by Nintendo, but it was a really risky move when everybody was, uh, you know, moving to photorealism and making, you know, uh, 3D graphics look as serious and as realistic as possible. And here is Capcom making a game that looks like an old Japanese painting about playing as a Japanese goddess. Um, or is God. this is this sure. art style called cell shading? Well, yes, it's a, it's a type of cell shading. Um, okay. Which, which was, uh, you know, then it became a whole trend after basically, uh, you know, Wind Waker and Okami. It sort of, it, it became sort of accepted to make these kinds of games. But Okami was praised because of how, you know, in, in unique and innovative it was for Capcom to do this kind of title. And then uh, we got, I'm not sure if we got uh, a, a remaster on PlayStation 3, but we got one on the PS4, which I bought and never had the time to play. So at this point, I guess that... And also at the time, I should say, I was a GameCube fanboy. And so I pre, I respected Okami on the PlayStation 2, but I didn't buy Okami on the PlayStation 2 um, because of stupid reasons. Um, so finally, it looks like I, I will be able to play Okami on my Nintendo Switch. Um which is awesome because I I've always wanted to play this. What is the game though? It's a it's an action adventure game. Um, Do you play you... as a wolf? Yeah, okay. it's the Japanese g- goddess. I want to say Amaterasu. Okay. Um, it's infused with lots of Japanese cultural references and right. Um, but it, it, there's a there's a story of course, uh, uh, which I never really took the time to to read through like the plot summary on wikipedia uh but i know that it's not a perfect game it's got its flaws um but i want to play because it looks stunning and uh yeah it's this has been in my backlog for like 10 years at this point 
talking about looking stunning. I mm. forget how Octopath Traveler looks every Which time is a until they show me name. it. <laughs> this yeah. is the name, Octopath Traveler. It's Wasn't a, we're going that with this. the demo name, like a project it's, name? It, it was a temporary title, but I think it's official now. This is going to be Octopath Traveler. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, um, they've, they're showing off art, like box art with yeah. the name Octopath Traveler. I mean, they could still change it. It could still be changed. But it seems like that is going to be the game now. Um, I mean, at least, at least that name hints at what the game is, right? That there are eight characters that you have the control over. I'm still a little bit confused as to like what you're supposed to do. It's an RPG game, right? Like, I, I still don't really yes. feel like I have. I haven't played the demo. Like, I don't feel like I have an understanding of like why there are eight characters and how you know you need to switch between the characters. But the the style, what do they call it? Two D HD. 2.5D. That's it. 2.5D. It is a beautiful, just like a beautiful style that I've never seen before. And I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm sure this will be a game that you will want to play. Yes. Because... (laughs) No, see, I just looked this up. They do call it 2D HD, I think. It's oh, like it, 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 it is a 2.5D game in that it is 2D with some depth, but they gave it this name of uh, HD 2D because it's like it's got like these really wild 3D graphics going mm. on with all this like blurring and twinkling, but you're still just in like a I don't know like a 16-bit style side-scrolling RPG game. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I'm sure you're going to play because it it's a Square Enix game. But I, I'm yeah. I, I'm keen to understand if I'm going to like this. I don't know. And it's from the makers of Bravely Default, I think. Which so, I know you loved. Uh, which I loved on the 3DS. I didn't play the second one. I'm not sure if I'll have the time. But uh, I love Bravely Default. And this looks... Again, it looks like they're... You know, this team, they, they have a thing for sort of appending lots of RPG yeah. standards and cliches. So uh, this looks like just like uh, one of the titles that, that I want to play. It looks amazing. I should play the demo. It's been on my home screen on the Switch forever. And they have just a completely baller travel... Like It's called the Wayfarers oh. Edition, Special Edition, with like this pop-up book... Like which is amazing, <laughs> bonkers looking. Like it looks really good. I assume you'll probably get that. I don't know because I, I'm at the point where I cannot buy too many special editions anymore because we don't have the <laughs> the, the space for all too the much figurines. That's the problem. Too many amiibos and 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 too many boxes really. Yeah, uh, and statues and stuff. Yeah. Now I am very excited about Captain Toad Treasure Tracker coming to the switch it's coming out on july 13th on the switch and 3ds um i played treasure tracker on the wii u and really really liked it but didn't play very far because i didn't like the wii u right like this was i've realized this over time that there were a lot of really good games on the wii u like single player and multiplayer games but i never really played many of them for that long because overall i just found the wii u to not be a fun console to play yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm very I'm very excited to play this game again because it is one of the most attractive and fun games that I've played in years, and they're adding new levels like some Mario Odyssey inspired levels. I'm really excited to play more Treasure Tracker. 
Yeah, I think it's also the perfect game that lends itself well to this kind to the Switch because the levels are pretty much self-contained, and so if you use the Switch as a portable console, uh, you can you can do a you can do a stage in like five minutes and then move on, or lock the console and you're done. So um, I think it, I think it's awesome that you know all these games that have it's it's a shame to leave them. Uh, confined to the Wii U because so many people didn't buy a Wii U and so many people are buying a Switch now. So it's a it's a very smart move and I hope Nintendo does more of this. And they're doing more of this, so it's a, it's a good sign. And actually, um, a few people on Twitter and on Reddit were speculating about the importance of Captain Toad because Captain Toad is using the same engine as Super Mario... What's the name? 3D Land? 3D, 3, Land. 3D World, uh, I think, maybe on the Wii U. It's called World... Land was on the Super 3DS. Mario 3D World was the Wii U game, yeah. which is an excellent Mario game. Just like Do such I, a good Mario game. More like a more like a classic Mario game in in the sense that it's not like Odyssey, which is with this uh, very unique uh, mechanic and and you know the the hub. Uh, yeah, so all this this one had the cat thing, which the cat is mostly forgettable, but the game itself. Very, very, very good. I enjoyed 3D World a lot, a lot. So, I mean, so I wouldn't, in, I wouldn't mind seeing that, but like, yeah. I don't think that we need it, really. I don't think we need it, but I think you know, it wouldn't be. Also, it would be kind of welcome because what if the next Mario game com- comes out in three years? In the meantime, you have this little sort of appetizer. Well, you know, to- really, what they should they should be doing a um, Super Mario Brothers game. There should be a new side-scrolling Super Mario Bros. game, in my opinion. That's how yeah. it's traditionally gone, right? That you... is like this pattern. And I think that the Switch with multiplayer and Joy-Con would be great because Joy-Con, a single Joy-Con is all you need to play one of those games. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I still really want to see one, and I'm still surprised that we haven't heard anything about one. I, I'm, I'm thinking 2019, and that would be the next Mario game. Yeah, I suppose. Um, Something that I don't think anybody could have expected was Crash Bandicoot and Sane Trilogy landing on Switch. It this is really weird. It's really weird. To see Crash on the Nintendo console when Crash yeah. was sort of the the anti Mario in the late nineties. Well he and was now... he was Sony's Mario, you know? Like it yeah. was you know, when Sega had Sonic and Nintendo had Mario and it quickly became like Crash Bandicoot was like the mascot for a while. Yeah. And now it's a, it's just another game, multi-platform one because it's also coming to Xbox and PC. Yep. And it's it's out in July. Yes, yeah, the first three games. First three games on the Nintendo Switch. Again, I bought this on the on the PS4. It looks amazing on the PS4 Pro. I'm probably gonna buy it again on the Switch. <laughs> this is what I'm doing now. I'm buying games on the PS on the PS4, and then I'm buying them again. I think there's, a, there's an interesting Switch. strategy going on here, where like I don't th- publishers might be releasing their Switch ports just a little bit later, so people buy them <laughs> twice. So so people like me can buy them twice. Yep. Because, well, now this is on the Switch. I guess I want to play this on the Switch. Yeah, it's it should be totally a strategy. Like it's an evil strategy, but it works. But more surprising to me is a South Park game appearing mm. on a Nintendo console. I've never been a uh, South Park fan. I still listen to your Cortex episode about um, Six Days to, to Air, the, mm-hmm. the, the documentary, but I've never been a South Park person because the, the, the simple art style, I really don't like it. I'm more of an anime 
guy. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I've, I've, as I said, I've never really been that much of a South Park fan either. Like, I've seen it and I've enjoyed it sometimes, but I don't ever seek it out or really. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Um, but the South Park games, like people that uh, I know that like South Park, love the games because they are written by the same team. They are voiced by the same team. Um, and that's coming this year. Uh, I just never expected it because South Park humor doesn't really feel like it fits with Nintendo's traditional value set. But I think this is another example of Nintendo throwing the rule book out of the window when it comes to the Switch. I mean, at, th- at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a GTA game on the Switch. Yeah, I I think there will be a GTA remaster at some point come to the Switch. I I think that at at this point, the only reason that wouldn't happen is if Rockstar don't want to do it. You know, and and I I expect that they probably would quite like to. Um, Also, this led to the best moment in the whole direct when the presenter is trying his best to sit to try and not lean into the pun of the game so the game is called south park the fractured but whole right when you can, you can get the joke and it was amazing to hear him attempt to try and say this sentence without making it sound like the joke it was great it was great <laughs> um we well, saw a little bit more about travis strikes again no more heroes um, yes so the game itself, the style of the game is there are like seven mini games inside of the game. So it mixes up a bunch of different genres and play styles. One thing that I was really confused about with this, and again, I I don't really know much about this franchise. Um, mm-hmm. So was the original game called No More Heroes? It was called No More Heroes and it came out, I want to say, on the Wii? Uh, and he was um, the guy Suda Fifty One. Um, he, he's a he's a crazy genius. He's he's always been working on this right. type of crazy games. And there were other games that later came out. I think on PS Three, Xbox Three Sixty, and uh, yeah, we we got at least a couple of follow ups to to No More Heroes. So. The game, so I said, the game has these like different games contained within it, right? But something that I found interesting and and I'm a bit confused about this is like there seemed to be this weird border around the screen. Did you notice Hmm. that? There was like a border around the screen. So all the gameplay was like in a square, like old school style television Oh yeah, Way? I'm taking a look at the I'm taking a look at the video again. Uh, there's actually like it's like inside of a television, maybe. Yeah, but like I don't know if I want that. This looks super strange. Like <laughs> it's always been a weird game, but with this one, it seems like they're they're taking it up a notch. Like it's it's incredibly strange. Um, there's all kind. I mean, the art style when when there's the like the the enemies that they're showing, like the artwork, I love the style of that type of illustration. But I don't know what is going on in terms of gameplay. I suppose you're using some kind of sword, and then you're also racing. Um, I don't know. It's it's a very strange game to identify as a as a genre as a single gameplay type. Maybe that's the entire point. There's not a single gameplay mode. Yeah, I guess. But like, I don't know if I like the border thing. Um, but yeah, anyway, they're still due out this year. Uh, 
I'll kind of wait and see on that one just because I don't really know a lot about the history of the game. So I'm kind of just like, okay, like I'll wait and see what it's like because I, I don't really have enough context for it. Mm. What is Undertale? Um, All right. I, I saw a lot of people talking about this on Twitter. Okay, so Undertale came out in 2015. Um, and I did a little bit of research about it because I, I didn't really know too much about it either. Um, it is an RPG game. And its main thing is that you don't have to kill anything in this game. You can choose. And that has ramifications on the story. So this leads to some interesting moral decisions and apparently made the game a little bit controversial. Like, it scored very well in general, but it was pretty controversial because of some of the themes that it was bringing up in people. So it's very simple-looking. Um, it's made with uh, the game maker engine, which is okay. which is now actually coming to the Switch because of this game. Um, it's not. I don't think it's a game maker studio. I should say. Um, I don't. I'm not, it, I'm not trying to imply that it is simple because it uses game maker studio because there are some incredibly. Uh, complex games made in Game Maker Studio. That was more of a way for me to transition into mentioning the fact that Game Maker Studio is now going to be on the Switch, which opens up the Switch to even more developers because it's another engine that will be supported, which is really good news. Um, but Undertale is the first game that's coming on it. Um, you can kind of tell a little bit about the game's attitude, I think, in the way that it's announced as coming eventually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was again, like, like, what what are these folks? What are they doing with this? Yeah, trailer? I mean, I don't. I say I don't really understand a lot of it, uh, a lot about it. But I've taken just a, a cursory look into its kind of history and has seen that it seems to have some interesting themes to it as a that that made it popular with some and kind of questioned by others. So I'm very mm-hmm. keen actually to try this one out to see what makes it different. The only thing I saw was that it was inspired by Earthbound, the classic uh, mm-hmm. Super Nintendo RPG. So that's good enough for me to to keep an eye on. Um, should we take a second break? Yes. All right. Today's show is also brought to you by Squarespace. Use the offer code InsertCoin at checkout and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. They will let you easily create a website for your next idea with the ability to grab a unique domain name, take advantage of award-winning templates. With that, You'd never have to worry about installing anything, patching anything, or upgrading anything. All of this stuff makes them the perfect place for your next idea. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform. You'll have 24-7 customer support in case you need it, and you'll be able to build just about any type of website you can imagine. If you want to create a blog, if you want to add albums to it, if you want to add a map to a business website if you want to add form functionality so you can take a survey of people or maybe you even want to add an online store to your site no matter what it is squarespace can let you do it their plans start at just 12 dollars a month and you can get 10 percent off your first purchase if you use the offer code insert coin at checkout there is a free trial you can go sign up right now at squarespace.com and try it out for yourself and then just use the code insert coin when you sign up for a plan and you'll get 10 percent off your first purchase and you'll show your support for remaster we thank squarespace for the continued support of this show and relay fm squarespace make your next move make your next website Dark Souls Remastered is coming out on May 25th 
Um, mm. I've never played Dark Souls. I don't know if Me I'm going to like Dark Souls, but Me I neither. will try Dark Souls <laughs> when it comes to the Switch. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to try. I wonder if there's going to be a demo. Maybe there's no need for a Dark Souls demo. But I there's two things that sort of make me question the, the decision of buying this game. Is that first, I it's hard for me to like a really difficult game. I'm liking Celeste, which I'm playing because it's um, it looks lovely and it, and it doesn't sort of it doesn't make me feel guilty. I don't I I don't I don't know how to explain it. And second, I I don't really like like dark and gritty games with well, monsters. It is that. <laughs> I mean, that it is, is what that. It is. So unless it's got like really good uh, fighting system and and RPG elements. Which I like; those will sort of tip me over the edge, but I, I I don't want a game that makes me feel bad. Essentially, so I don't know. I mean, it is considered to be a very very good game by many, right? Like it is considered yeah. to be very popular. So we'll wait and see. Yeah, that's uh, the amiibo looks amazing though. Uh, the I know I'm I'm familiar with the praise the sun um, meme situation <laughs> yeah that involves Dark Souls I've seen the phrase used on like Reddit before mm-hmm. but I I wouldn't have guessed that Nintendo was going to make an amiibo out of this I think that they are uh, cashing in on the meme right which is clever yes. um, because by doing by like with the amiibo you press the amiibo down and your character will make the praise the sun animation too which is kind of funny <laughs> um are you gonna buy hyrule warriors nah no? i bought it on the wii u and it didn't really it didn't really catch me it's the dynasty warriors kind of spin-off title based on the legend I, of zelda characters i rented dynasty warriors from blockbuster um okay you know however many, how many years ago however many moons that must have been and i remember i like really loved it for like three weeks and then that mm. was it yeah i don't know what dynasty war is this was probably like playstation 2 okay or something yeah. like that or playstation 3 one of those um and but i i like more story these days from my games than these types of games will give you like they really are kind of like just set up a thing and play although i will say i'm gonna take a slight diversion here are you have you heard of into the breach yes i want to play into the breach but i don't have a pc it looks really really good it's made by the faster than light team yep and it just looks incredible like this just bite-sized three-turn strategy game it looks just oh my god it looks so good i want to play this game so bad like it will obviously come to a system that i suppose well it will like faster than light did um so you know i expect it will either come to ios or switch uh because again, it's like it's a game that is being received so well um, that I feel like it is very, very likely that it will come to another platform. Especially when the developer has like previous history of porting their titles, mm-hmm. and also I expect it is like it's one of those games that is 
been received so well that everyone's going to be knocking at their door, you know? Yeah. So, like, you I mean, get Apple or Nintendo coming to them and being like, you should come make the game for us. I mean, it looks fantastic. And, you know, I, I just love this type of strategy games. Uh, I was reading the the review on Kotaku and it seems like they're doing a a few interesting things with the with the classic uh you know top down strategy game uh i really want to play this uh but i also really don't want to build a pc uh so you were supposed to be building a pc mike i am for gaming. going to okay i okay. am going to i'm leaving it for a time when i have the time and mm, i'm willing yeah. to spare the money cuz it's going to be expensive to do um because i i'm going to my plan is to just build a PC and then not have to do much to it for a while, right? So, like, I want to get good parts. Plus, graphics cards are really expensive right now because of uh, cryptocurrency mining. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's it's there. Like, I have tabs open on my iPad for, for gaming PC builds. And if anybody has any good, like, recommendations for, for resources that I should be looking at, like, I'm, I welcome them. It is something I plan to do this year. I just don't know when it's going to be. Because yeah. uh, okay. I don't want to spend the money on all the parts until Apple announces WWDC, so I can buy my plane tickets and then use the rest of the money. Or you know, I'm just saving some money up for that. Whatever. This is very like inside baseball into Mike's life, but that's kind no, of I do the same actually. So yeah, right? I'm just yeah. like there's just there's just some unknowns to travel right now. So I want to kind of just wait until they become knowns, and then mm-hmm. I will spend the money on buying a, on like a PC. Plus, there's like a bunch of stuff I want to do to my office now, like to that will help with bringing a gaming PC into the office. So. It is okay. it is a 2018 project, but I don't know when that project will begin. All right, all right. Splatoon cool. two, uh, as you would expect, new maps, but they're also bringing um, a, their first paid DLC called "Introducing the Octolings," which looks like it has a much more story focused, um, f- like single player game. Um, and 2018 is now the year of the Octolings, so we have our year of uh, theme. Which I'm, which I'm happy to know. Uh, it's not the year of Luigi. It's the year of the Octolings. Oh, okay, uh, it's coming okay. this summer, um, and it looks pretty cool. You know, like it looks like it's got some more platformy elements to it. Um, it looks good, and there's a bunch of other like they have a rank X, which is like a new kind of like if you're super good at the game, you can get this ranking. And there's a bunch of stuff that they're doing with Splatoon, which I'm pleased because like I like Splatoon. I don't play it that often. Um, I would be. I would be intrigued to try out more kind of more involved single player because I like the whole aesthetic and style of play, but eventually I just am not good enough to play these games, you know, because it's still, it's still an online shooter. Like that's what it is. And I still, I get to a point where like I'm good enough that I get to a certain ranking and then I can't win anymore. Like I have I, the same problem. I top out. <laughs> right and and that that becomes frustrating in the long run I have the, yeah yeah i bought splatoon 2 i played a couple of hours and then i realized you know i'm really not good at this type of game mm-hmm. and i'm never going to be playing online because people are just going to destroy me and that's not going to be fun for me mm-hmm. so it, i i understand why nintendo is investing so heavily on splatoon it's a it's a new brand it's 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 a strong new it's franchise successful. for nintendo it's a, it's, a, it's a successful new franchise for sure like yeah. splatoon 2 sold very well 
Like, it's great. But then Nintendo poured just a masterful fake out. Like, just a sublime, superb fake out on everyone. Gets Those to the first end of the five direct. seconds, That's what I was so about, disappointed. Man. I was Genius. so disappointed. I was like, why? This is not one more thing. <laughs> So they, yeah, that's what they're like. We've got one last thing to show you. And everyone has their, like, pet game that they want it to be. You know, like, I want it to be Pokemon. You want it to be Metroid, right? Like, everyone has, you know, some people want Animal Crossing. Like, everyone has their thing um, that they're looking for. And they start off this video, you know, having said that, like, there's going to be more cool stuff coming this year for Splatoon, is how they set it up. They then start showing this video, which is Splatoon-focused, right? Like, it's two characters kind of chasing and shooting at each other. It's like, oh, okay, here's, like, some new game mode for Splatoon. Everyone's sad. And then, like, it all goes dark. And one of the squid... What are they called? Squidlings? No, that's Octolings. Squid Kids? Squid Squid kids. (laughs) I've forgotten now. Never mind. Let's go with Squid Kid. Um, Turns around and like there's this fireball Mm -hmm. and it's the Super Smash Brothers logo. Yeah. And then they show like this line of characters which they zoom in on and there is a silhouette of Mario, a silhouette of Breath of the Wild Link and Mm -hmm. then the name. This was... A big surprise. And here's the thing, right? So I've been thinking about this a lot recently. So this game is coming in 2018. Mm-hmm. We don't know when. Um, we don't know what it's going to be yet. We'll come back to that in a second. But I've been thinking a lot about this recently because, you know, we're both in the in the camp of covering video games and, you know, we mostly focus on Nintendo because that's just where we are right now. But also Apple, right? Like Apple is the other thing that we focus on. Stuff leaks out of Apple all the time. Why does this not leak? Like, with any consistent... These these announcements from especially Japanese video game companies, or just video games in general, actually, right? Because there's, like, Call of Duty is going to be this year. So, like, why why are, like, videos and screenshots and, like really in-depth details. Why does that not leak very often from video game companies? What is that? I, I don't, don't understand. I don't know. It, I guess for Nintendo specifically, it must be also like a cultural thing. In, in, well, cause, like but like ba- I said, this is what I Japan. thought, right? But then you look at... Nobody knew Red Dead Redemption 2 was coming. And it clearly been in development for a very long time. But like nobody had any like concrete detail on it. You know, like, this stuff happens in, like, as I say, like, Call of Duty, right? Call of Duty's huge. And we found out that Black Ops 4 is coming this year, but no one's seen anything about Black Ops 4 before now. Like, it was never considered any kind of confirmation. Like, of course, there are little tidbits that come out every now and then, but it's very rarely, like, widely reported stuff like you get in technology rumors. Yeah. And I, 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 what assume it, that... I wonder what the difference is. You know, in technology, the, one of the one of the one of the things that we focus on is hardware leaks. And when you're making games, of course, you're not dealing with any supply chain in in China, so there's no hardware. It's much easier to control. You know, within your team, within your company, um, because if you like, 
in the Apple scene, we essentially have Mark Gurman and maybe a couple of other blogs that talk about the software and the things that do not come from the supply chain, or maybe they do sometimes. But in video games, it's mostly about games, and I feel like companies have better ways to control uh, what gets out. and uh, Maybe even... I don't know if it's about the kind of NDAs that the people who work at these companies are under or if it's just a cultural thing of we don't talk about what we're working on uh, because it's always been this way. Yeah, uh, but- I mean, it's worth saying. Stuff does leak every now and then, but like, I just think it's not to the level that you would expect if you yeah. compare it to other industries. But anyway, so here we are with Super Smash Bros. Um, I'm really surprised this is going to be a 2018 game. Like, I'm very surprised about that um, because I think it looks like it's going to be a new game, right? Like yeah. it doesn't seem to indicate, considering what we know, right, that Splatoon's going to be in it and that we have clearly seen the Breath of the Wild link, that it looks like it's not going to be a port of the Wii U Smash Brothers. Like this looks like, a real, like a current new version. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a new version. I think it'll be a new title. Um, I would be surprised if they're porting the the Wii U and adding new content, like new stages and new characters and all that. I feel like if they were doing that, they would have said. I feel like it would yeah. have, you know, they maybe would have indicated that. Yeah, why do a big reveal for yeah. a Wii U game? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a new one. Uh, which means that so far 2018 for the Switch is shaping up quite well. I mean, we have Kirby, which we don't care about, but still. Yoshi is also coming this year. There's the Donkey Kong, um, also the Tropical, Tropical Freeze Free. uh, Wii U title which coming. Which is an excellent Captain- game, which I'm very excited to play again. Yeah. There's Captain Toad, there's Mario Tennis, and there's a Smash, confirmed and, by uh, Nintendo. DLC for... Splatoon 2 is big, right? Like this, yeah. and these are just Nintendo's games, right? Like, you know, we spoke about a bunch of other stuff, but like that is a strong lineup from Nintendo for the and Switch. And there's still E3 to go, and we could we could have more surprises. I, I mean, I don't think we'll see any Animal Crossing or Metroid Prime 4 or any Pokemon this year, but maybe, maybe we'll get announcements, and maybe mm. we'll get m- like a major new DLC for Mario. I don't know, but... Yeah, I f- so because like, okay, so here's, here's what we, we have and what we don't have, right? What we don't have right now is the big holiday games. Yeah. But I don't know if we're going to see those in June. I don't know. Maybe one, right? Like, maybe there might be one. But I maybe don't think Maybe Animal Crossing. But, like, so... Okay, so you say that, but I would say it's more likely to be Pokemon. Or, I mean, yeah, sure. Because there has no, to be yeah. a... Not has to be, but history will show you that there is a Pokemon release every year. And I would be really surprised if they go to 3DS for it. Um... I don't know, man. Again, this might be my just like wishful thinking, but I feel like we're more. I I feel like we're more likely to get a Pokemon game at the end of this year than we are an Animal Crossing game at the end of this year. But can you imagine if they did both of those? That would be just insanity. (laughs) I saw a rumor. You know, like this is like speculation or whatever, but somebody stating based upon like a screenshot that was posted and removed that kind of dealio 
that it it's looking like that it's going to be a remake of Red and Blue, like I wished. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> like that they're going to go back to the original 151 and that there might be post-game content where you can bring in um, more recent Pokemon, but there's like, this is the scuttlebutt on the Reddit right now is like that that's what it's going to be. If it's gonna, if that's true, man, I will be. I will just be so excited if they if they incredible. find a way to like just the original format, but more open worldy, with amazing new graphics and more expanded and like revamped and added on story. Like, oh my god, it, it, that would be just the most wonderful thing. I cannot even imagine. That. I mean, that would be just just incredible. Just, I mean, the reasoning for it seems really logical in that you start again, right? Like yeah. this would be like whatever Pokemon comes out for the Switch. Like this is the next iteration for Pokemon. Like everything changes when it comes out for the Switch because there has never been a full title for a non-handheld console, right? Like, they've just gone into a pseudo 3D, but, like, this will be a full-on 3D home console experience. The closest we ever got was that weird GameCube game that I don't remember the name of. Do you remember that one? Yes, it was... Wow. You were, like, Um, running around this, like, desolate wasteland. Was it Coliseum? Pokemon Coliseum? Maybe. I think that was what it was called. Maybe was that... Yeah, it was kind of dark. Also. Yeah, it was very strange. Um, it was a Pokemon XD, the Gale of Darkness. Is that that doesn't sound right to me? No, that's the that's the game you're thinking of. Uh, there was also Colos. No, it was Colosseum. Yeah, yeah, it was it's Colosseum. Pokemon Colosseum. I'm looking at it now. Colosseum is the game that I'm thinking yeah. of. I mean, that was kind of the closest thing, but it still wasn't really that great a game. Like, I, oh man, just. It will take over my life, and I just want it. I just want what one is so bad. I mean, look, I'm be straight, right? I know what I want, but I'll take anything they can. I would take anything. They could take me back to the Hawaiian island and give me 900 Pokemon to catch. Like, I don't care. Like, but I just want it. I mean, uh, if if it, if it's really a new beginning, uh, they should totally just go back to the beginning. I think so. So the, you know, I don't know what we're gonna see this year. Um, but there will probably be something and I'm I'm very keen to see what it ends up looking like.